Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast, episode 39. You are listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with Dr. Abby Metcalf. Change your relationship even if your partner won't do a thing. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the Relationships Made Easy podcast and I am your hostess with the mostess, uh, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And uh, today's broadcast uh, comes from, wow, there was four different um emails, Facebook messages that I got that were all related to this, interestingly enough, uh, a, a few weeks ago, and I'm, I'm finally getting to it, where people were asking, uh, so I'm going to give a shout out to Jeanette W, to, let's see here, Paul T, oh, another Paul, to Paul L, and Vanessa, just says Vanessa, I don't have a last initial, you know who you are, Vanessa, you wrote in, uh, and so these four people all ask very similar questions. So I thought, you know, let me answer it in one podcast. So today we're going to talk about the eight habits of happy and successful couples. Folks were just asking, you know, what should I be focused on? This is all great, Abby. You teach all this other stuff and I got all this, but is there anything I can kind of focus on day to day? And to really make into habits, to really just, you know, hone in on. And so I have these eight, if you want to have a, you know, connected, happy, fulfilled relationship, these are the eight habits you can start practicing today to be well on your way. And even if you only do a few of them, <laughs> that's a start. Or maybe take on one a week and try to add, you know, do over the next eight weeks, give yourself a little two-month challenge here. And maybe do for one week one and then the next week another and keep adding. Uh, wouldn't that be great? So, and you can also obviously just uh, intermingle them. Maybe try a different one every day for eight days. See how you feel. Any of those will do. Any of those would be helpful. And again, making them habits would be the best. So let's jump right in with no further ado. So my 
uh, top, it's, and these are in no particular order, so I shouldn't say it's my top, but the first one I'm going to say of the eight habits of happy and successful couples, uh, make it a habit to be interested. Yeah. Pay attention to your partner. This might seem like a no-brainer, but it's very common for couples to be in the same room but not pay attention to each other at all. Instead, they're you know distracted by their computers and kids and their own issues and are, they're up in their heads and they're not sharing what's going on or their or the smartphone or whatever. And if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Distraction is the termites of your relationship. So paying attention is very very important. So when you're in the room with your partner, be in the room with your partner. Try to really keep that front and center. If your partner's speaking to you, I need you to show you're listening and give your undivided attention. So the to-do for be interested is do not multitask in any conversation with your partner. You heard me. If you're cooking dinner and your partner starts to talk to you, don't keep cooking. To either say to them, hey, I really want to talk to you, but I ha- it has to wait till after I'm done cooking so I can give you my undivided attention. Or <laughs> you can stop cooking and, you know, turn everything off and go over and talk to them. You, if you're doing work and you're answering emails and your partner comes in the room and starts asking questions, again, you can say, hey, wait, give me one minute to finish this and then I'll give you my undivided attention. That's a great thing to say to someone. And or just stop what you're doing if you can do that and close the computer and give them your attention. No matter what, if your phone buzzes while your partner is talking to them, do not look at it. Unless you're a brain surgeon. I'm Okay, so any brain surgeons listening and you can write in. So far, I haven't heard from you. If you are someone who has a life or death job where people have to be able to contact you and it means, you know, someone's going to die. So I don't mean if you think you have a life or death job. I mean, if you actually do have a life or death job. In other words... If I don't get into the surgery today, someone's going to die. If, if I don't get uh, called into this important mission, someone's going to die. Otherwise, you can wait two seconds. Trust me. You can wait two friggin' seconds. You can leave your phone and you can give your partner your attention. So be interested. So this doesn't mean you always have to have all these common interests and do everything together and all that. I'm just saying be interested when they talk to you or when they're in the room. Pay attention to them. And give them, again, this undivided attention. So that's your biggie. Don't multitask when you're with your partner as much as possible and really give them your attention. Okay, so that's number one. The second habit is is similar to this, but not exactly the same uh, that I'd like you to start is to make your partner number one. And really your to-do on this is ask yourself each morning, how does my partner know they're special to me? What is one thing I can do today to let them know that they are special? The way, think of ways you can show your partner that you're more than just a roommate. I talk to you guys a lot about this and, and becoming roommates isn't just when the sex goes out the window. It's also when you're just sort of living there like you would with a roommate. If you had a roommate in college, you didn't pay particular attention to them. If they came in and out, you'd say hi, maybe, or, you know, lift your head, maybe. Uh, But mostly you guys were leading your own lives and doing your own things. And so there was no interest, uh, no need to, to show a lot of interest in what they were doing all the time. Well, you're or make them a priority in any way, your partner does need to be a priority. So if you're at the bookstore, pick them up a book you think they'll like. 
they can always return it. Uh, did you drive your partner's car? Return it with a full tank of gas every time. Uh, walking into the house, greet and connect with your partner before you do anything else. The, these aren't hard things to do, people. This isn't a, some epic thing that you have to go buy ro- two dozen roses every day or something. Uh, cook your partner's favorite meal. Just do things to let them know that they are special to you. They're a priority to you. And for sure, be careful when other priorities come into your life, when other things, work, kids, whatever, start to always take priority over your partner. It's a problem. It, it's, it really does. It starts to erode the relationship and it doesn't make your partner feel special. So if work has been particularly crazy, I get it. And figure out a quick, easy way each day that you can make your partner feel special. That might even be a text. I, it, it can. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it does have to have your attention and focus. Okay. The third habit I'd like you to start really practicing is showing unconditional acceptance. This is a tough one. Many couples, I get them in here all the time, they show each other unconditional love, but not unconditional acceptance. And I have to tell you, of the two, it's the unconditional acceptance that makes us feel loved. We don't accept unconditional love unless we feel unconditionally accepted. Take that to the bank. So, you know, I get maybe that you die for your partner and maybe never leave him or her, but do you accept who they are as a person or are you always trying to change them? Do you have these things that quote unquote drive you crazy and you're either, you know, you're just kind of putting up with them and you're loving them despite these issues. And what I'm saying is bring it all in and love them with it. This is who they are. This is part of their energy and to ex- you need to accept them fully. And I will tell you that often the things that bug us in some ways are also the things that attracted us, or they're things that we really like, but we only like them when we like them. So <laughs> I know. Uh, so <clears throat> for example, I have a lot of energy. I'm sure you've all noticed that. Anyone who's met me or you're listening to the podcast, you can probably tell. And so I can tend to just be up a lot, like up, you know, and so if I go to the grocery store, I'm saying hi to, you know, the people who are at the deli, if I'm getting cold cuts or something, you know, I'm talking kind of to people all the time. I have a lot of energy. I'm up doing stuff. I'm running around. I've got a million things on my plate. I like it that way. And this is me now. So sometimes, you know, I'm sure my partner's like, why are you talking to everybody? (laughs) you know, stop. Now, when I'm at a party or something, maybe meeting some of his friends or people, you know, that he's trying to introduce me to, I, I know he said it, he likes that I'm outgoing and that I'll, you know, he doesn't have to like babysit me. I'll go talk to strangers and I'll kind of, you know, start asking them, you know, me, I start asking questions, (laughs) Uh, try to understand people and hear their stories. I love doing that. And so in some ways it's great, you know, it's something to really go, wow, you know, she's so great like this. I love that. And then there's other times where, again, it's annoying, right? When he wants more of my attention or focus uh, and I'm off, you know, saying hi to 50 people or, or I've got a lot on my plate and, you know, don't have uh, that don't have that time that day or I'm not making the time that day. And so 
it's really about accepting all of it. It's about accepting that you, that I love every part of it, that I, I like the, you know, the, the energy here. I, I, I don't always like it here, but I'm going to embrace it because it's all of her. It's all of this person. I hope that makes sense to you. And again, so it doesn't mean you love it everywhere, but it does mean that you don't, that you embrace it. That's the word I want you to have. That's the unconditional acceptance. Now, we're always working to improve our relationships and our connections with our partners. That's fine to improve how we communicate, how we connect together, a thing we're doing together. It's not fine to say, well, they have to change this thing or I'm not going to be happy. That's different. And that's trying to change them. And by the way, it's not true. Uh, you know, it's not your partner's job to make you happy. You're going to be happy either way. You need to focus on that and then figure out again together how to get to that next place. So uh, make it a habit to be unconditionally accepting of your partner, even as you work on your goals together to really embrace who they are, all of them, and just like, by the way, you want to be fully accepted for who you are, right? You want the same thing. So put it out there. Okay. Number four, use positive language. So with this one, I want you to think about this habit of being encouraging, giving compliments, using positive language to describe your partner and your relationship. What I really want you to notice is how often you're speaking negatively about your partner to other people. You got to stop that. Just stop it. It fine. And I've said this before. It's okay with me if you have a therapist or one friend that you sort of vent to or something, but you shouldn't be everywhere making snide comments about your partner. Uh, you shouldn't be everywhere talking shit about them. This is not okay. And I mean, think about it. How would you feel if they were doing that to you? And they sometimes do do it to you and you hate it. It feels terrible. And especially, you know, I see couples sometimes uh, couching it in sort of, uh, oh, I'm just teasing. Oh, I didn't mean it. If your partner says to you, I don't like that, that hurt my feelings. The response is not, oh, I was just teasing. The response is, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'll make sure that never happens again period. <laughs> this is something that they don't like. You don't need to, you know, work on accepting it. And you need to work on accepting it. They don't need to work on changing uh, to be who you want because you think it's right. So, and I'll tell you, actually, that came up early in my relationship where, um, you know, I have big brothers and they used to tease me a lot. And uh, it, they tortured me, really. <laughs> and it was happening all the time. And so for me, I'm really, I don't like teasing. I, I don't like it. I don't like to be teased. I don't find it funny. Uh, I, I don't, do not enjoy it. And I go kind of right to that place. And in the beginning of my relationship, uh, my partner, he would tease and it's just sort of his way. He, 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 he described himself as being a little bit of a brat, right? At the time. And you know, for me, we had to work that out. We had to talk about, so he didn't have to change who he was. He can tease anybody else he wants. And I just asked that he doesn't tease me or that he finds other ways to show, to connect with me. Uh, and so it's not like he never teases me, but it's so kind of rare and, and he's really learned to do it in very <laughs> loving, funny ways that I don't feel are kind of coming at me. And so he heard what I said, he really laid off and he, 
has really worked on that over the years. And again, now he actually kind of can tease me, but it's in a different, I can feel that it's different than where it was. And so, uh, and he gave me space to sort of, you know, as we're growing in our relationship to trust him more to, you know, to do all that. And so that I could accept a little bit more of what was happening. So sometimes remember, it's also about what your partner is ready for. It doesn't mean they'll never be able to do something, but it might mean that right this moment, it's not happening. So using positive language is huge. If your partner says to you, hey, I'm thinking of, I don't know, opening up my own gym. Let's say, (laughs) I don't know, they come up with something like that. I I need your first response to be that yes, to be positive. It doesn't mean you want to open a gym. It doesn't mean that you want to run and do that or that you think you have money for that or that they should quit their job to do it. All you want to do is be encouraging. Like, wow, a gym? Unbelievable. What? Wow, where'd that come from? Ask questions. Find out where it's from. Maybe there's something great behind it you don't even know about. But even if you're scared or upset or don't think it's a good idea, make your first response always encouraging, always a yes, always a uh-huh. And really focus on doing that because you'll find that when you do that, your partner will actually come, they'll come around. It's not like it's going to be some steam train that's going to go off in a million miles, you know. Um, they'll, they'll come, they'll often themselves, once the conversation happens, you start brainstorming, go, oh, I don't really think I do want to join a gym now that we're talking about, or own a gym now that we're talking about it, you know, and they'll come to it on their own. And you can also say, if you really are just terrified of the idea of owning a gym, and maybe they've brought it up over and over, you feel like something's going to happen, you you can say, I want to be so encouraging of this. So I need to brainstorm with you to ask more questions so that I don't get scared about this idea. And you can do it that way. You can let them know you're scared, but still be encouraging. See, you can do it all. All right. So uh, that's number four is use positive language. So the fifth habit of happy and successful couples is showing affection. And let me say that this doesn't have to be always physical. Um, and, and by the way, I'm not talking about sex here. We're not going to talk about sex today. I'm sure everyone thought, you know, the men listening probably all thought, well, blowjobs should be the number one habit of happy and successful couples. Um, and I'm not saying that couldn't be true, but th- these are the ones we're sticking to today. Okay. We can talk about blowjobs in another episode. If you really want to hear about them, you can send me an email, you know, I'll bring it up. Okay. So showing affection This doesn't mean you have to make out or show public displays of affection, although you can do that too. Um, I want you to think of simple things. So some of the physical ways you show affection, you know, again, can just be holding hands or even just sitting next to them on the couch, not going into your own big love seat and, you know, laying down somewhere across the room. Uh, It can also be, uh, so you think of that like kind of a physical affection, but also doing something nice for them is showing affection. So if there's something they really hate doing, like really hate, and you go do it, that's affectionate. That's nice. And trust me, they'll go like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's such a nice thing to do. And they might even say, wow, you you went back and cleaned up the dog poop? I can't believe it. And you can say, you know, I really want to do something that so you didn't have to do it because I know you hate it. it. You're allowed to take credit for it. Just make sure it's not linked to anything. <laughs> 
um, you know, that they then have to do something nice for you because that's not really it. Uh, showing affection, you know, making their favorite thing for dinner or simply saying, I love you or wow, you look beautiful today or uh, any of those kinds of things or telling them something, sending a text with something you really appreciate about them. These are all ways to show affection. So when you hear that word, I don't want you to just think that you have to be uh, in public, you know, with tongues all over. Tongue, your tongue's down their throats and, 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 you know, your hand up his or her shirt. Uh, I want you to think about what's affectionate. What, how does it feel when someone's affectionate to you? How, you know, and how maybe has your partner even asked before for you to be affectionate? So uh, keep those things in mind and show affection. And again, think of maybe that every day. How could that be? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Number six, the sixth habit is keep your side of the street clean. This is a biggie. If I was going to put these in order, I might have put this as number one. Um, you can't, first of all, you can't fill a glass from an empty pitcher, right? You've heard, that's not mine. That Someone famous said that. So taking care of yourself is super, super important. And you, the, and when, when I say you can't fill a glass from an empty pitcher, I mean, you can't really add to your relationship if you've got nothing to add, right? You can't really be a value add. And remember that you and your partner are a shared resource. So when you are not taking care of yourself and you are not doing the things that you need to do to keep your side of the street clean, that's draining your partner because you're a shared resource. So if you're running on empty, guess where that energy has to come from? It comes from your partner. So Really think of that. Really think about how, frankly, selfish it is to do that. It's selfish not to take care of yourself because it shows up in the partnership. It shows up with a drain on your partner. So this can be things like uh, getting enough sleep, eating well. Maybe it's taking time for yourself. Maybe it's getting a massage every other week or something. Maybe it's uh, taking time out for that mani-pedi, and men can do that too. <laughs> I also put uh, drugs and alcohol in here. You know, if, if you're every single night before you go to bed, if you, have, if you drink or smoke pot so you can fall asleep or so that you can quote unquote relax, if that's the only ways you have to do that, I don't, obviously, sometimes it's fine. But if that's the only th way you do it every single day and then you end up, you know, on the couch or in the big armchair or going to bed early or whatever, and you're disconnected from your partner, that's not taking care of yourself. You need to look at why you're so stressed, why you're so exhausted that you need all that at the end of the day. What can you add in your world 
to make it better. And that might mean adding a cleaning person to the schedule. (laughs) That might mean getting a dog walker. That might mean whatever, putting your kids to work differently. There's There's a million ways you can figure out how to add to the couple, how to treat yourselves as a shared resource. And and again, how you can take care of yourself so that you are a full battery, you are full going into that couple, into that share. And so it's really important. Anything that's draining you day after day after day after day, you again, got to look at your whole life and your schedule and really figure that out. How are you going to do this differently for the long haul? And if you can't figure it out for the long haul, I tell people, put a Band-Aid on it for a little bit. Do something for the short haul. If you feel like we can't afford a cleaning lady ongoing, a cleaning person, sorry, could be a man, ongoing, get one for a month. For one month, get a cleaning person to come every week and see how that changes your life or doesn't change your life. Because maybe that wasn't even really the issue. Maybe it's something else. Um, You know what I mean? Add something. And then at the end of the month, maybe you will find the money. You might be shocked. Uh, I can't tell you how many couples I've had come in the door who will pay money to see me. I'm more than your cleaning person yet won't pay for a cleaning person because maybe the wife or husband stays home and the other person works and they're like, well, that's their job. That's why they're there. You know, I'm off doing this. They need to be home cleaning. And that's not a good response to that. I have to tell you, (laughs) it's really not. So if you can, again, bring in something, uh, is, you know, some, someone to help with some of that so that that partner who's home has more energy and is more vital and more excited when you walk in the door, guess what? Your life's going to feel so much better. Uh, and those blowjobs we just mentioned might happen more often, or, <laughs> or maybe he'll be going down on you more. I don't, I don't know. Whatever your, your thing is, uh, the good stuff will happen more when we're not so drained, as many of you know. So keeping your side of the street clean is really important. That means taking responsibility for your life. Don't look to your partner to do it. It's not their fault if something's not happening. You're a grown-up. Put on your big boy or big girl pants and take full 100% responsibility for your life and what's happening and figure out a way to keep your side of the street clean, whatever that takes. All right. Number seven, we're almost at the end. Number seven is one I talk about a lot. Uh, The seventh habit is to ask more collaborative questions. So what I'm talking about here is, first of all, probably shutting up more. You know, you don't need to say every little thing that you're thinking, number one. So making all those statements, you know, statement, 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 criticizing, suggestions, advice. Remember, I always say don't sack your relationship. Don't give suggestions, offer advice or criticize. You know, we tend to make all these statements, say all these things. Uh, Your partner doesn't need to know all your thoughts about a topic, especially when they haven't even asked for your feedback, which is often. So we tend to do those kinds of things, you know, offer advice or direction or think aloud without really thinking about it first. So definitely slow yourself down more and ask yourself, you know, why am I saying this to my partner? What's my end game here? And often if you stop to ask that question, I'm telling you right now, you're likely not to say about 50% of the things you're thinking of, or maybe you'll say them differently at least. And instead, again, I want you to ask more questions. So, uh, and let me give you, a, I'm going to give you a really great quick example that I just had with a couple I've, I've been working with, uh, actually a man I've been working with, uh, who's 
um, came to me because his marriage was feeling really rocky and yucky. And I'm going to make this uh, short, but basically they both moved to an area uh, and they agreed to this, to an area that's farther away. And they actually don't live here in the Bay Area. They live, they live in another city, but they moved outside the city so that they can uh, pay cheaper rent to actually build money to buy a house. And they both agreed to this. Husband and wife said, we're going to do this. And, and they knew at the time when they did this that her job, she was then going to have an hour and a half commute each way. And his was about 40 minutes. So his was a lot less. But hers was going to be at least kind of an hour and a half each way, sometimes even two hours. And But she agreed and they decided to do this. They had this whole plan. They wrote it all out. It's going to be five years. Here much they, this is how much they could save to have the down payment, right? They did this whole thing. Well, about, a, a, gosh, not even a year in, maybe about 10 months in, she starts complaining about this commute. She's like, this sucks. I, you know, I don't like it. I hate it every day. I'm exhausted. I have no time for myself. I have to get up so early and I get back so late, blah, blah, blah. And every day, and he kept coming back at her with, um, well, you know, you agreed to this. You, we sat down, we talked about this. We, we talked about it so many times. We had so many conversations about this and you agreed, you said yes. And now we're here. I mean, you got to figure this out, you know? And so, what a shock that his marriage wasn't feeling good. And I said to him, this is not okay. <laughs> You're making this a her problem instead of a we problem. This isn't a her problem. This is a we problem. You, The two of you, because she's so drained and exhausted. So yeah, their sex life was going in the garbage, right? They were arguing all the time. They were bickering. She was really resentful. Um, she didn't feel like he was doing enough around the house, you know, because she was commu- when she was commuting. But he's saying, well, I'm exhausted from work too. I work just as many hours. You know, it was getting insane. And I said to him, you need to start asking questions. You need to start talking to her about this and asking questions about what you think you can do, how you can brainstorm this. And, and he said, well, we already decided. I said, I get that, but she's not deciding now. She didn't know how this commute would feel. She said yes to something that she didn't understand. She didn't understand it when she said yes. Now she understands that she's doing it every day and it's, it's horrible for her. And it also, by the way, I think was taking longer than they originally thought. So, but regardless, she had changed her mind. We're allowed to change our minds once we get into an experience and realize that, wow, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so, you know, he went back and actually started to ask questions. You know, he heard me on that. He goes, oh, okay. He, and he went back and started to ask questions. He said, and he said, okay, what can we do? Like, let's, let's just brainstorm a crazy list of things we can do, no matter what it is. No, literally, no matter what it is, even if it means moving right now, like whatever, let's just brainstorm. So they started doing that. They started, uh, he had this response and she was shocked. And actually her first response when he did this, she said, no, we've already thought of other ideas. Nothing's going to work. Just forget it. I just have to suck it up. And that's what she said the first time. And he actually, he said he was kind of shocked. Like suddenly she, she shut herself down and wasn't looking for solutions and was resigned to just staying with this horrible commute and being miserable once he stopped fighting with her about it and telling her she was wrong. So that was just number one epiphany for him. Like, wow, that totally changed the game. I'm not the bad guy anymore. She did it. And he said, you know, selfishly, I thought, oh, that's good. I'm just going to leave it. And then he, you know, thought about the things I've said about being a shared resource. And he thought, you know, she's still drained, though. And being resigned to this and being so unhappy isn't the way. So he said, no, no, this isn't a we problem, not a you problem. And he used, used those words, which is great. And they ended up brainstorming all these different ideas about 
what they could do differently. And they actually ended up, I'm not going to get into all the solutions right now, but they ended up coming into a solution that they could implement within a year. And they talked it through. And and needless to say, I mean, he came back maybe twice after that, and that was it. You know, he had really learned this skill of asking questions and not just, you know, defending or shutting down or being right or any of that stuff. And really wanting to know, want being curious. So that's what I want you to be with your partner. Make it a habit to be curious and to ask these collaborative questions. Make sure they're not interrogation questions. I talk about this on other podcasts, you know, well, why'd you do that? What are you thinking? You know, but instead, what can we do? Well, hey, what have you tried? What's worked before and what hasn't? Um, you know, is there anything else you think we could do today to make this better? What's one thing I could do that could help the situation? Those are collaborative questions. Those are ways that you're looking to connect and come up with a shared solution. Again, it's not a a them problem. So really, really getting that. All right. And my final habit of happy and successful couples that I would like you to focus and practice on is to focus on the bright spots. And I've talked about bright spots before in a different podcast and blog post and all that. So I'm not going to get two down that road right now, but just want to remind you that, um, and this is a little different than uh, what we said before about using positive language. So yes, use positive language, but focusing on the bright spots is really focusing on them, looking at your relationship for what's right, not what's wrong. And so every time you something negative, quote unquote negative comes up, I need you to steer it. So remember, and again, this is in other episodes I do, so I don't want to go into it too much here, but just remember that your brain has a negativity bias. That's its job. It always goes to negative and it's skewed negatively, which means that you're seeing things in a skewed way. It's like you're wearing, you know, dark glasses and and you think the world is dark. It's not. It's because of those glasses. It's because of how the lens you're looking through. And remember uh, my often cited Gottman ratio, uh, marriage researcher John Gottman's ratio, that in a love relationship, there's a five to one ratio. So for every five positive things you do in your relationship, for every one negative thing you do, it cancels out. Again, that's skewed. That's not fair. It's not fair. (laughs) So it's really important that you actually look and focus on those bright spots. Look for the things that are working to counterbalance that negativity bias and that negative way that that you naturally, quote unquote, look at things. So keep pulling that out. So if your partner is late again <laughs> for dinner, really think, okay, are they always late? Are they really always late? When are they not late? How have they gotten better at not being late? When, what has happened? Oh, you know, let me think about it. When I've called my partner at work and reminded them that we're having dinner at six and checked in to see if they were going to leave on time, they tend to leave on time because I've sort of brought it to their attention and, and they've left. Maybe I can make that a habit. Whatever it is that you can help or be part of, and again, be, be curious, going back to number seven, but to look at Look at those things you think are true, these facts you have that your partner always X or never Y or whatever it is, and really pull back. It's ne- it, It's never, do you like that? It's never, never. <laughs> it's really not. 
when do they do the right thing? How does that happen? And pull that out and really look at that and be curious about why the right thing happened that day. What was it that drove that? And that's where you want to focus. Those are the things you want to build and and make better. And I say this a lot, you know, because I have this background in business that businesses are never built on their weaknesses, ever. (laughs) They're built on their strengths and they capitalize on their strengths. And when they have weak things, they shore those up. Of course they do. And they put in, you know, systems and people and things they need to shore them up. But that's never where all their focus is. Their focus is on driving forward. You can't drive forward if you're focused on all your weaknesses. So we get focused on those bright spots and the things, our strengths on what's working. And that's what pulls us forward. And that's what I want you to do in your relationship. Okay. So those are your eight habits of happy and successful couples. Be interested, make your partner number one, show unconditional acceptance, not just unconditional love, use that positive language, show affection, keep your side of the street clean, ask more collaborative questions, and definitely focus on the bright spots. There you go. (sighs) That's today's broadcast. I really appreciate all of you listening. If you haven't yet, I implore you, I beg you, please go to iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you have downloaded this podcast, and please, please leave a review. Really, don't ignore this part. Uh, It helps me tremendously when you've left reviews. It helps get the word out, other people here. It's so cool. And uh, if you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, email away. Uh, It's abby at abbymedcalf.com. I am happy to respond. And as many of you know, because I do, uh, and, you know, tell you whether or not we can have it. Some of you have asked for questions that really are outside my wheelhouse, as you know, because I've said, I'm sorry, I don't see that as a future episode. Um, But in all those cases, actually, I've asked you if you have other ideas, you know, given the parameters of what I do, that would fit. So but always try, please. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.